My name's Rob and I'm the host of Real Friends, a podcast dedicated to sharing the real stories of real friends with the belief that each one of us wants to be fully known and fully loved. Last month, we chatted with three of my favorite high school senior guys. This month, we chat with three of my favorite high school senior girls, Chloe, Ellie, and Maddie. We discussed many of the same topics I discussed with the guys last month, including high school, college, dating, the future, their faith journey. We even discuss a few extra topics. If you still ponder how the next generation thinks, or if they're equipped to tackle some of the challenges we face as a nation, listen to these three young ladies and discover for yourself. I think you'll be impressed. Thank you for listening. This is Real Friends. So first of all, I'd like to welcome you girls and thank you for taking time out of your busy schedules. I know you are busy and appreciate each one of you girls and think this will be a lot of fun. We may actually learn something at the end. So before we get started, I thought we'd let each one of you share a little bit about yourself, share your name, your age, where, if you plan to go to college, um, you're going to go to college, um, and then share some sort of fun fact about yourself. Okay. And since this is St. Louis, obviously you got to share where'd you go to high school. So who wants to kick it off? Me? Yeah, you go first. Okay. So name... <laughs> and then college and high school. Okay, I'm Chloe and I'm going to Evangel University next year. I went to Timberland High School, which is the best. And a fun fact is that I love golf. Golf. There you go. You might have to see the fact now. <laughs> um I also play golf. But uh I am Ellie Johnson. I went to Westminster. For high school but i will be going to alabama next year university of alabama and fun fact is i have a very strong opinion about the oxford comma and that it needs to be used wow it should always be used wow um so do you plan to major in english then uh no i'm not actually i almost did no. that was no. my passion for a long time um but i'll be double majoring in psychology and statistics and minoring yeah. in business well, I am a fan of impeccable grammar, so mm-hmm. yeah, that is good. Good to know. Um, Maddie? I'm Maddie. I am staying here for two years and going to community college, and I think I'm going to transfer to Mizzou. Um, and I went to Marquette. A fun fact is um, I've played softball since I was like six, so that's, wow. that's fun. <laughs> yep. Very good. Okay, um, so what I'd like to do is tell me about the high school years, first of all, in general, how you navigated those years from freshman to senior. Um, and in particular, what did you enjoy the most during those high school years? And what was your biggest challenge that you faced during those high school years? It could be anything. It could be like start? academics, I don't want to you start every yeah, time. I can start. Okay. Yeah. So navigating high school was definitely a challenge. I moved to two different high schools my first year. So that was like a whole different group and ball game with different kinds of people. But over time, it was just making sure to meet the right people and getting in community with them and teachers. One of the biggest challenges was probably, honestly, just finding the right people. Because, I mean, everyone's great and everything, but you want to be around those who you can actually be yourself with. And sometimes that's really hard to find when you're in public school and when you're a Christian. So how long did it take before you feel like you found like the right group of people to hang with? 
So the right group of people I actually met at the beginning, but I didn't know that they were the right people until way later. So I want to say it was about a semester in before I actually started feeling comfortable in who I was and who I was hanging out with. Gotcha. Faster than me. <laughs> so what helps make a, a group, quote unquote, the right group? Like in terms of what you were looking for, what made the group that you hung out with the right group? People that actually cared about me and wanted to invest back into me. Yeah. And Sometimes that's really hard to find in okay. teenagers. Yeah. Especially teenage girls. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Any thoughts, Ellie? Um, for me, I think navigating high school was, for me, the struggles would go off and on between how hard school was and how hard like friendships were. Um, but I think it wasn't awful until... Like, school wasn't hard at all freshman year. And friends weren't really hard for me early freshman year. And then sophomore year, it got really hard in both areas. And I agree, it's hard to find those right people. It was hard. I don't think I really found the right people until my senior year. And I went mm -hmm. to a Christian school. So like, you have that thing in common with people, but often at Christian schools, it's kind of. There's a lot of people that say that they're Christian, but they're not, which all, it makes it kind of even trickier sometimes because you're like, are like they're Christian, like are we we're the same, like you know. So, what do you think made the the sophomore year more challenging? Um, at Westminster, we have all the hardest classes kind of scheduled for sophomore year, especially if you're in the honors AP track, because. Uh, I took honors chemistry with a teacher who's like the hardest teacher at school and up until then it's more like a shock of being like wow this is you have to study you have to do stuff you know and that's what made it hard I think like I think I've taken classes with harder subject matter but the shock of going from like never really having to study to having to study all the time was hard. So how many hours of homework do you think you normally did? Per night. Sophomore year or all the other, I don't know. Uh, I think on average sophomore year, I'd do like six hours of homework a night. And then junior year is probably like five, and then senior year is probably five. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. Um, I'm going to stick with the common theme and say friends was probably the hardest for me, I think. Um, I mean, I didn't find friends that I was like, okay, they're going to be by my side for the rest of my life till I think this year um, but in like navigating like it like freshman year was a really big hit in the face like you actually like I have to like work I have to study I have to do you know my homework like it's not gonna just gonna be as easy as middle school um, but I think then COVID hit and then I think junior year was really like that's when I and it was a little late but like that's when I got like in my mode um, but yeah, just like, it was, and then senior year was a breeze for me because I had those friends and then I had those teachers and I was a senior, so. So did they treat, and we'll get into this a little bit more when we talk about your senior year, but did they treat seniors differently than all the underclassmen? 100%. <laughs> yes. yes. So much yeah. different. Okay. Um, so you alluded to something, and I, I did want to touch on this, the fact that you all experienced COVID during your high school years. So what was that whole 
COVID season like in your, your life? Honestly, hard to remember if you can imagine that. Like, it's like my whole brain decides to skip over that part. I just remember going on spring break and being like, yeah, we're coming back in two weeks and then not returning until August, barely. We would go back and forth. I don't, I don't know about y'all's schools, but we switched a lot. It was like we kind of went back and it was like going to school for two days and then like staying home three. And then it was going to school and then it was online again and it was going back to school and it was just really it was I mean that, that was hard because that was junior year and that was all my hardest classes and that was the time that I wanted to invest in those classes the most because I was excited about them it was all my AP classes I was like super thrilled about and having to learn about that at home and having my teachers sometimes like just kind of want to give up was very interesting and of course there's no community if you're at home just looking at a screen yeah yeah for me, uh, COVID kind of just started awful for me because I'd left for spring break and we drove two days drive all the way to Colorado into the mountains and I get really car sick. And we'd just driven into like the resort area and we got a call saying that everything was shut down and they were not letting anyone in and so we had to turn around that instant and drive two more days back home. Which is a bummer, A, because you don't get to ski or like do any of that fun stuff, but it's also a bummer because I was like so sick of the car. <laughs> I was so mad. And we got home and I didn't know what to do with myself because I couldn't see any of my friends and like you can't do anything. And so my whole COVID experience ended up being writing a book. I wrote a book mm. over COVID yeah. to keep myself from going insane. Uh, <laughs> and so what's really, the name of the book? Um, It's... I am currently trying to get it published. Yeah. I am not really working at trying to get it published right now because I've been so busy and I yeah. thought I'd do that when I go off to college. What but, was um, the, the theme of your book? It's a dystopian novel. That's like my favorite thing to read. So I thought I'd And for our listeners, it. what is dystopian? It's uh, kind of the opposite of utopian. So if you think of a society trying to make itself the best it can be usually if they're trying to cut out some things it's going to cut out other things or it's going to make other problems and um ends up turning it into something worse than it was before so that's kind of what this stuff is but um yeah i was really mad about the pandemic so it was about like a pandemic hitting sure America. yep yep awesome for me, COVID was, COVID was lonely, and then like, we didn't get to go back into school my sophomore year, which I, I personally enjoyed my sophomore year a lot, we didn't go back into school, and I was like, that's okay, I have sophomore to look forward to, but I did it, because a lot of that got cut short because of COVID, we couldn't play in tournaments, and then we went back to school, and we were online, and for me, that's really challenging, because I'm a very like, in-touch, in-person kind of learner, and so like, Doing it, doing like algebra two through a screen was really challenging. Um, but then we got to go like halfway in person. It was just weird. It was, I mean, like, and a lot of people, like, I just don't think like before that, like, I don't think anyone could ever say that they had to do that. And I just think that's so weird that we got to live through that and do school through Zoom. Just crazy. It's mind blowing to me. So do you feel like you survived COVID or you actually thrived? You came out stronger at the end of it? Survived. <laughs> I don't think. I don't know. I think I. I guess I 
arrived. I don't know. I think I just had, well, I think I had a lot of just alone time and I just did a lot of growing and then mm -hmm. I'm here and I'm feeling pretty great. So good. I would say a little bit of both too, because COVID actually was a really good time for me to draw closer to God. I started doing this study with actually a lot of friends whenever we could finally meet up again. And I just remember that year being like, oh, well, COVID was bad for a lot of people, but also it, it caused people to reflect. And I was one of them. Yeah. Um, so would all you girls consider yourself to be relatively social? Like relationships are, are important to you? Big yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So during the COVID period, then how did you stay connected or how did you keep your relationships going if you couldn't meet in person? FaceTime. Like yeah, group FaceTimes. Face Snapchat is a big one too. Mm -hmm. You can still like see their face and yeah. have a conversation. Yeah. Yeah. No, I guess FaceTime, I really just like didn't talk to yeah. anyone. <laughs> I just kind of went off the grid. So are you more the person that like, if, if people don't reach out to you, you're not going to reach out Kinda. to them. It depends yeah. on who it is. I'm a big one-on-one -on -one socializer gotcha. or like groups of three or four, like smaller yeah. groups. So mainly one-on-one. -on -one. So if people are like yeah. really important to me, then I'll reach out. But if people reach out to me, I'm absolutely down to do things. But it's okay. How about you? Yeah, so as I mentioned before, the friends I had at school, like even though they were like good people, they don't really invest in me like, like that much. And so I had one really good friend. And so during that time, I would just really text and FaceTime her. We actually would play games over FaceTime, like Monopoly. We would have two different, I'm telling you guys, it's awesome. We had two different sets of Monopoly. And so whenever something would happen, like I would tell her like how many spaces I got. And we, like, we would play games and watch shows together. And it was actually... A really cool thing to do and it made us not as lonely which was great yeah. um, so this is a little bit off topic but uh, you girls will relate to this it's I feel like we're created in God's image right and one of God's greatest attributes is creativity so I find it interesting like uh, your creative way of um, relating to your friends to like FaceTime Monopoly I find it your creative way of dealing with it was writing a, a book mm -hmm. You think of anything, Maddie, in terms of maybe how your creativity surfaced during COVID? I mean, I I, I was kind of good at painting, like actually like yeah. being creative. Like yeah. I just I was like I was always oh me I tie dyed a lot too, and I yeah. was like these are just skills I just never knew I had. Yeah, <laughs> I was painting like every day. Yeah, good. That. That's awesome. Okay, so favorite subject in school. What that is, is your, such a hard question. <laughs> What's your subject? I love everything. <laughs> I literally love everything. Now, I could job science, but I really loved marketing and math and English and history. So it's yeah. really not good. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I could take awesome. all those classes yeah. for the rest of my life. That's good. Yeah. That's good. I'm the same way. I love school. Um, I have taken one psychology class and we didn't even learn anything about psychology because the teacher was new and he didn't have a curriculum yet and so our entire semester he was prepping for the next semester so it was a study hall but uh the like three things we did learn i loved <laughs> and um, what were those three things that you learned do you remember uh we learned about like operant conditioning and you know pavlov's dogs mm -hmm. and yep. all that stuff and then we learned 
about a lot of different personality tests. We did tons of those. Um, and then we just went through a few different experiments that people held in the DSM-5. We looked at that a little bit. But I really love that, and then I loved statistics. That was yeah, wow. Um, I like history, but like just like U.S. history. That was like my jam. And then we also got to take, I, for me, like Marquette, like provided like a forensics class, which I'm not a big fan of science, but I would take that class over and over again. So if any of you guys get a chance to take that in like college or already did, like, yeah, it's a really cool class. So what did they cover going, in forensics? What type uh, of stuff? You know, we did a unit on like blood splatter and like how you could like do that. We did, we looked through microscopes at like different fabrics and it was just like, all, like to me, like I didn't even think like all of this would go into forensics yeah. and like she was just teacher stuff and I was like, like we had a whole unit on just like fibers of like clothes and how that could it was it was really interesting. That that, cool. I I really into that kind of stuff too, <laughs> like geeking out over here. Um, so you had mentioned softball in terms of like extracurricular activities, um, outside of like school itself. What type of extracurricular activities were your girls involved with, Maddie? Um, softball. I did theater too. Theater was yeah. a big one. Ah. That kept me busy during school year. What was your favorite role in theater? Um, I recently was just in a play and I was, it's like an off-Broadway version of, and it's like making fun of Harry Potter and I was like, yeah. like the ditzy one that got to wear a tutu and she was just, yeah. she's really out there and it was really fun to be that character. She had a lot of laughs too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I play golf also. I'm, I haven't played like at all this summer though. I, it's kind of sad, but, um, I will be trying to walk on to the rowing team at Alabama. Mm, wow. Um, yeah, I'm really excited. Yeah. And so I've been doing that for all summer. And um, Have you grown up to creep core? Are you rowing with their rowing team? That's what I do, okay. yeah. They're really good. I haven't done anything with their junior team yet. I'm in like an adult class mm -hmm. right now. So that's really fun. And then also... As for school extracurriculars, I was a peer counselor leader. So cool. That was fun. I did a ton of extracurriculars in school. I was like that person. I focus on the ones I love the most. So DECA was a huge one for me, and I ended up becoming an officer in that. That was the coolest thing. I also did like NHS and Link Crew, which is like helping freshmen and class officers. Golf, yes. Golf is the next big one. <laughs> I love that sport more than anything. My coaches were top tier. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> anybody qualifying for a scholarship just based on like your passions, golf or softball? Um, not for my passions, but for academics. Yeah. Okay. I would have gotten golf, but I didn't reach out soon enough because I was focused on academics mm -hmm. first. Yeah. By the time I picked my college, it was kind of too late to be like, hey, can I have money? So right. next year, <laughs> crossing my fingers. Um, and then what's the big fad or trends in high school these days? Uh, back in my day, depending upon the group, it used to be kind of like what you were talking about, tie-dyed shirts, could have been muscle cars, even the mullet haircut, or disco. Have you ever heard of disco? <laughs> okay. I don't know. I'd say not for me, but... 
for some people, mold, the mold's coming back. That's so. what I'm saying. I heard. Wow. No, no, no. <laughs> it's, wow. it's really back at my school. Yeah. Almost all baseball guys. If you weren't, if you played baseball, you had a yeah, mold. Yeah, the, the whole varsity <laughs> team this year had them. It was like it was like a thing. They were like, we have to do this. Uh-huh. I told Cannon no. <laughs> I said no. It's not. I don't think it's that bad. I, I at beginning I was like ooh, but now it's like you know what? Like it's growing on me. Like I would never date someone who had it, but like as a friend, like not a problem. Yes. <laughs> so is there any trend that you're that you currently do now that you think you know what? I'll never give this trend up. I could see doing this for the rest of my life. Hmm. I don't know. It's not a trend I would do like for the rest of my life, but like there's this new app. It's called like Be Real. Oh, uh huh. And like I don't know, a bunch of people have it. And it was like an overnight thing, and it like goes off like at different times during the day, and you have like two minutes to just take a picture of like what you're doing, and it's like you're being real. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't do that for the rest of my life, but that's like a trend yeah. now. No. I didn't know that. I might <laughs> join in. Yeah, it's, it's fun. it is really fun. I don't do it like ever. It always like goes off when I'm doing nothing. Yeah. So I'm like, I want to be real, but this is boring. Or like, today it I'm just saying my bed. I'm doing something really fun, and I'm like, I don't want to be on my phone. Yeah. So it's there's like no in between. I can't think of any trends really. Oh. I don't really pay attention to the trends. Yeah. I feel like there's definitely more than what we would realize or think about. Like I know like like oversized yeah. clothes like that's a trend. Uh huh. Like I'm wearing a big T-shirt right now. Like yeah. I might do that the rest of my yeah. life because yeah. it's yeah. comfortable. Mm-hmm. Air Force Ones, I love them just because they're comfortable. It's not because it's a trend. They're yeah, I mine are, mine are worn. I've had them since I was 16. <laughs> they're my favorite shoes ever. Yeah, I've had mine forever. Not these ones, not them. Okay, so let's talk about your senior year. What do you like the most about being a senior? What do you think has been your biggest challenge as a senior? And what do you think has been the, the biggest reward about being a senior? So senior year. Personally, I liked them. I just like wasn't like scared, like because I was like, okay, well, the, all these kids are younger than me. Like, it doesn't matter what I do, because like at the end of the day, like, like I don't know, like I'm not gonna see them. I don't know. That was like kind of my mindset, and so <laughs> that came in a lot when I was like auditioning for the musical and the play. I was like, like when I was younger, I was like, oh my god, like these older kids, like that's so scary. But then I was like, I'm the older kid, like they're like they're probably terrified of me, so. It made auditions really easy for me and just like less like nerve wracking. So I think that was like my favorite part of being a senior. Good. Got rid of the nerves a little. Yeah. Yeah. Same for me. But just like walking through the halls, you feel less yeah. self conscious. Yeah. Um, and then what was, what was challenging mm-hmm. about being a senior? I think for me, it was. Probably the college process, but not even picking a college. Because the whole time I was like, I know wherever I go, I'll have fun. I wasn't extremely stressed about picking the right place, you know. But for me, I was trying to navigate a long-term relationship and trying to figure out if we were going to do long distance or if we were going to go to the same place or if we were going to end up breaking it off. Or And I think that was stressful for me. Um, we're ending up going to the same place, but it was... Was that by accident? It or? was by accident. I made it a priority to have us not really talk about college with each other because I didn't want it to influence each other. 
but Alabama just offered us both tons of money, and ah, <laughs> so we wanted to go wow. there. So, um, so I want to come back to that subject, the whole idea of dating in high school. So, but before we do, just when you think about your senior year, Chloe, what were kind of like the what do you consider like the high and the low of being a senior? Yeah, the high of being a senior is like y'all said. <laughs> I mean, you know everyone, and like mainly everyone knows you, so. Teachers take it really easy on you. You get to have better conversations. I know for me, you can kind of make senior kind of how you want. And I had four hours with just one teacher. So I did some college classes and just kind of stayed in his classroom. So I got to really build that relationship with him and focus on DECA and making sure that all of that was in order for everyone that was a member. And that was just so much fun to not really care about what anyone thought about you because you were the oldest. It didn't matter. You were a senior. Yeah. So and refresh my memory. What's DECA again? DECA is a business club for students. Now it's not FBLA, but you basically you compete around February and you have either a big project or you do a role play in where they kind of give you a situation about business that you have to navigate and solve. And it's actually a pretty big thing in America. If you don't know what it is, mm. definitely would go and look at it, but it really empowers students to become leaders and that's why I love it so much. Yeah, cool. Um, so let's come back to the subject of dating in high school. Yes or no? What um, are the reasons to date when you're in high school? And what do you think are the challenges of dating in your high school? Either if you personally dated or maybe what you've observed in some of your friends who have dated. So, Personally, I think dating in high school is really important. Um, I think in the Christian community, it can kind of be a problem where Parents or people are like, don't date in high school, you need to focus on school, or it's not going to work out anyway, that kind of thing. Um, but me and my mom kind of have the same view about how you need to, you know, date people so that you know what you want and you know what you like. And, you know, so that when you do find someone that could be the one, you will know that some things are going to be a problem or some things aren't going to be a problem. And um, even just dating when you're younger, just to be comfortable with someone of the opposite gender, like being alone in a room with you. That was kind of big for me, actually. <laughs> in like middle school, I had a boyfriend, like in quotation marks. And just like being in a space alone with him was like... Like, I was like, get away from me, you know? Yes. <laughs> so just getting over that. Well, and that's kind of what I was curious about when I was asking, like, uh, some of the, like, the highs or the lows. If, like, if any of you were, were going to say, like, relationally, that's maturing to where you could have a one-on-one -on -one relationship, a serious dating relationship, if that's kind of what you had felt maybe was, was a possible high from, mm -hmm. from the high school years, so. Um, but I'm sorry, go ahead and continue. Um, I don't think I had any more to say, but I think I've personally found a very fulfilling relationship with my boyfriend, yep. which I think if I didn't date in high school, I wouldn't have found him, and I'm really glad I did. So I think dating in high school is important. I mean, I don't have a boyfriend currently, but I have had um, in the past and just in high school in general, and uh, I've learned a lot, like, and I'm sure he has learned a lot. It's just like, I don't know, you like, you grow with them and then you go your separate ways and you do a lot of growing in that healing process and then you do a lot of growing 
and you're healed. And it's like, I just, you wouldn't get those experiences and you wouldn't get that like pain and then that, that like, mm-hmm. you wouldn't even, I don't know, you wouldn't grow unless you had that happen to you. So I think that's why it's important. Yeah, sure. Any thoughts, Chloe? Yeah, I think if you are someone who wants to date and is actually dating for a good reason, like you're trying to find someone that mm-hmm. you're looking for, like I know the three of us here are like that, then absolutely dating in high school can be great because you can learn whether you're broken up with, how to heal whenever you're kind of like struggling. And if you break up with someone, how to deal with the guilt and shame that might come from that and how to, because I mean, there's gonna be so many things in our lives that yeah. we're gonna have similar situations. And when you know how to rely on God and how to have him help us through that and how to rely on other people too. And just, of course, like figuring out, like you said, like what you're looking for. Yeah. Because like you might find someone who is wonderful and you're like, this is great. But if there's like one thing, it's like, you know, you can't live with the rest of your life. You won't even, I, wouldn't, I don't want to say waste your time, but like waste either person's time and their feelings if it's not needed. Yeah. You, just, you really just, you learn a lot. And it's kind of good as a teenager too. Um, so what was the most important thing that you were looking for when somebody that you were you were going to date? Looks, <laughs> how much money they had, where they went to school? For me, it's emotional maturity in a guy. I think the how biggest... How easy is that to find out in, in high school? <laughs> it's <Yeah>. difficult. It's <laughs> difficult. Um, luckily, I think I found the most mature... <laughs> Like high schooler now, but um, maybe I should just say guys in general, yeah. not even limited to high school. <laughs> but I think it's really important for, like, in a relationship to be able to articulate your feelings and communicate sure. effectively, yeah. and that takes emotional maturity and you know security to be able to say, oh, I'm sorry for doing this, or you know, I can tell by like that you're hurt like how I don't know just being able to navigate emotions without being a teenage guy and just yeah. blowing them up and be yeah. like you're being sensitive you're you know like just get over it I, don't know. <laughs> I did that I agree with that um I'm also like I like to joke around I like to I I'm looking for I mean I want someone who can dish out a joke and then take my jokes for sure I don't know that's just fun and to me that's yeah. a, that's a big part of a relationship someone who can I, I can laugh with for me um it's kind of like I guess like three big ones is that that first that they're a Christian and like have a relationship with God and that's the most important thing to them because I want them to really rely on God because I know I do and then someone who is not self-centered and loves to love on people that is one of the most attractive things to mm-hmm. me and like, like you said, just being able to be yourself. I have a really strong personality. I'm like an eight on the Enneagram. And so I need someone <laughs> who can put me in my place and be like, I'm leading you. You're, that's not a good idea. Like, yeah. So refresh me. Um, you said an eight on the Enneagram. Oh, yeah. And what is that? What, what type of personality is that? That is the, is that the dominant strong, type? That's the dominant <laughs> strong personality. Now, I did think I was a three for a while, but I really looked at it and I was like, no, I am this. It's. The, their main fear is like not being in control, so they try to be in control of everything, which is great for a Christian because <laughs> you have to rely on God for everything. So that's been a fun journey. But 
yeah, yeah it's just like I have a really strong personality and yeah. I have opinions and ideas and I need someone who can just kind of take that and also yeah. throw it right back at me and be like, all right, we're doing this together. Amen. Amen. Okay, so that's your high school years. Now let's talk about college. Tell me about the journey to pick a college. Um, what was that like? What did you like about the process and what didn't you like? And how did you ultimately end up picking the college that you picked? So hard. I did not like the process. <laughs> it, was, it was a really hard and it definitely took a took a lot out of me. It made me it was very like I like was like, oh I'm like smart and I like get good grades and I have straight A's and I can get into college and then then I got a rejection letter and I was like I don't want to do this again, and yeah. so like the, just like I applied for one, and then once I got the rejection letter, it was really, really difficult for me to even put myself out there again. But I think that I'm really difficult. At, I'm really bad at making decisions, and so I think in my head, maybe I'm just making myself feel better. But I'm like God. God made this easy for me. He was like, because I was always going back and forth between one college or a community college and I think he was just like he really spoke to me and he was like you don't need to go to these colleges so you don't even need to get in and he was like it's just I think for me it was he was like it's just important for you to go here and I that's what made the process easier for me I've really relied on him a lot and I listened to him and, and I wasn't so hard on myself after I got rejected a couple of times yeah. good so yeah I'm kind of similar with God closing doors and leaving some open I my brother went to Alabama too, and so roll I applied. Tide. Yep, roll <laughs> tide. That's my family, um, and so my parents made me apply anyways. And I was like, I'm never going to Alabama. My brother went to Alabama. It's you know party school. I'm not a partier, um, and I really wanted to go to Wash U. Hence my sweatshirt. That's true. <laughs> I loved yeah. Wash U. My parents went to law school at Wash U. This was my dad's. Yeah, he's going to law. School. And um, so I applied the second early decision, not the first one, um, which is like less hardcore early decision. And um, I got waitlisted, and I was very bummed about it. Very, like, I didn't understand why I didn't get in, and. My parents were like, well, if you talk to the golf coach, you probably could get in if you wanted to play golf. But a big thing for me is I didn't want to play golf in college because um, I'm kind of burned out from it by now. I've been playing for so long. Um, and so basically, like, the only other colleges that I had applied to that weren't really far outreach schools that I just wanted to see if I got in for or ASU in Alabama, and so I was like, this is dumb, like, <laughs> that's, I, I was really sad, and uh, I ended up picking Alabama for money reasons, and my brother's going to be down there, so it'll be way more efficient for me to be able to, you know, be there with him, sure, right. and I'm really excited about it now, and I'm actually really glad that I didn't get into WashU. Like, really glad because hmm. um, they wouldn't take any of my AP credits or anything, and I don't think I'd be able to do all the things that I want to do. Because for Alabama, they're taking everything. I'm going in with like, like 64 credits wow. or something, 
Congrats, that's awesome. I don't know how the heck you did that. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's been a journey. Lots of, you know, clap exams and AP tests. And, yeah, so I'll be, you know, like a junior and a half or something. <laughs> no big deal. But that's what I want to, like, I think it's really good for me because I want to still be there for four years because I want to like double or triple major and just do a lot of things and learn a lot of stuff at college and not have to go through all those, you know, freshman classes that I've already kind of taken. So I'm really glad I didn't get into WashU. Yeah, hey, that's good. The college journey is 10 million times more difficult than what anyone uh, says. Uh, yeah. And because it really just tests everything about you. And I know I had talked to uh, Pastor Ben here and was like, yeah, I don't really know where to go. And we're talking about colleges together. And he's like, in the end, God will bless you wherever you go. But even then, like, there was still the stress of, like, is this going to feel like home to me? I'm spending four years here. And so for a while, it was somewhat easier for me because I wanted to go into biblical studies. And not a lot of colleges actually offer that, even if they are Christian colleges. So it really narrowed down my options to about eight that I was looking at, some in state, some out of state. And in the end, I was kind of narrowed down to Evangel and College of the Ozarks. But when I went to Evangel for, there was like this big scholarship weekend, I didn't feel like I belonged anywhere and I actually didn't apply to the right colleges. I was like, I messed up. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. It's January and I don't have somewhere that I feel like home. And I went there for a weekend and I was like, oh, this, this is home. God was working this <laughs> entire time. And I'm like an early start person. It's like, I, I've been playing colleges since I was in seventh grade. And so not knowing where I was going in January was eating me alive, but God was gaming it together the whole time and that was really cool to see yeah yeah very neat um so how important are scholarships and what is it each one of you kind of like right now think you want to major in in college i would say scholarships are really important because i want to possibly be a pastor in the future at least work in ministry and i'm not going to be making bank in ministry and i was like you know i wanted to try to get as much scholarships as i possibly can so i worked hard in high school did pretty decent. What was your other? Oh, what I'm studying. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna study and major in biblical studies, and then minor in business and psychology. Okay. So, would you like to be a, a youth pastor or a lead pastor at a church? Did you hear Jackson's? <laughs> yeah. Say, watch out, Greg! I'm coming for you. <laughs> yeah. I've had many conversations with him about being a lead pastor. He's more humble now. <laughs> Go ahead. Um. So not a lead pastor in in my sight. I don't feel God calling to me to that at all. But I mean, youth pastor could be for a little bit, but I really love what Pastor Tim and Pastor Ben do of being associate pastors that get to kind of lead the church in more of like a business way mm-hmm. and organize, yeah. but also get to teach classes. I really love teaching, yeah. especially just like church history. That would be amazing. And getting to love on people would be ideal yeah. Amen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. um what was the first question what do you hope oh, scholarships to major yeah. in and then how important is scholarships um, i think scholarships i mean money's money it's, <laughs> it's always helpful to not you know have to spend a ton of money i think it really depends on you know what you're working with to begin with like my parents always said that they would you know help me pay for my college tuition and they told me not to worry about money or scholarships, but, you know, of course you do. You'd rather choose a cheaper college than a more expensive one. Um, 
So for me, it wasn't everything, but it was a part of it. Um, and it just gives you more opportunities of just having more money to spend or, you know, letting your family have more money to spend. But, um, like, my family already spent a ton of money on my high school because Westminster's a lot of money. So uh, they're actually going to be spending less money <laughs> while I'm in college than <laughs> they did for high school, which is kind of funny. That is good. <laughs> yeah. I, like, I think it's like $15,000 a semester less than yeah. it was for high school, which is really funny. It's like... Twenty to thirty thousand for Westminster. Oh. Yeah, I like public. I like public school. I like public school. That's what I told my parents. I was like, "Please just send me to Kirkwood. Like, I'll be fine." And they're like, "No, we love Westminster." Anyway, <laughs> but for as for studying, I'll be studying psychology and statistics, and then minoring in business. So, I love psychology. I've always loved it. Yeah. I just do a lot of independent study of psychology. Yeah. Mandy? Um, I agree with Ellie said what Chloe said about, I mean, money is money. Um, so if you can get a scholarship, then definitely, definitely try. Um, but at the end of the day, I've always been told, like, don't go to a college based on the money. Like, go if you enjoy it and what you enjoy there. So I think that's really important. Um, I want to major in interior design, and I want to minor in special education. So. Forensics. Uh, <laughs> I know my friends doing forensics, so I'll just, I'll just be, I'll just let her know what's up. She'll, she'll mm -hmm. send me her homework or something. <laughs> um, so you kind of alluded this, but how big of a deal, or how much, um, especially during your se senior year, did you experience or have to deal with anxiety and stress? Well, I have diagnosed anxiety. Yeah, so, <laughs> I've, I've had to deal with that my whole life. Every day. Yeah, every day. Lots of it. Mm -hmm. I didn't know anxiety was anxiety until I started going mm -hmm. to counseling this year. Um, and I was kind of describing things and she was like, you know that that's like 100% anxiety right there. And I had no idea that this whole time that there were so many things in my life that were stressing me out. Because like mainly, of course, anxiety comes from just school in general, but a lot of it was family issues that I had no idea I was still dealing with mm -hmm. and getting to work through that with her. Like, I mean, it's, uh, now I can recognize it, but I do realize that you go through a lot of stress and anxiety as a teenager and definitely as an adult, too, yeah. I'm sure. Um, so, obviously, like, um, school curriculum and family issues, it's, Kids have had to deal with that since, you know, since I was a kid. But social media these days, how has that played a role either in increasing or decreasing the anxiety that, that you deal with? Like, what's your favorite social app? And what type of, what do you think is the has been the positive or the negative in terms of social media? Or do, you, do you even really know anything different other than growing mm -hmm. up with social media? I had a phone when I was in kindergarten, actually, so I really don't know life without technology, but um, I think that social media in general has a more negative impact than a positive impact on the general public. I think for some people, social media can be really, really great 
to be able to connect with people if they're away or if like for COVID that is a really that was really important um but for me I think I love I don't know I feel like I'm addicted to TikTok at this point like I don't really love it but I just always am on it yeah exactly mindless <laughs> scrolling but um I remember times where I would just like see really skinny girls on the app and I would like break down crying being like I'll, I'll never be that skinny or like I'll never be that pretty so I feel like that's a big theme for a lot of girls but I don't know about you guys that's a big negative for me just like seeing other people um that like I will never look like that I mean mm-hmm. what are you gonna do about it but I but a positive for me is like when I'm like like upset or I'm sad or I'll just get on Snapchat and I'll just send like a video of me ranting or just a silly video and then I'll, I'll just have to laugh at it because like I'll send it to my friends and it's like I'll send it and I'll be like that was a lot and I was angry and it was like a 10 second video and it just I don't know it's just funny to me it's like a coping mechanism I guess um and then it's just a way for me to you know get closer with my friends and talk through my feelings but that's a one way that I guess social media has helped me but it also definitely does does do a little harm yeah I'm not a fan of social media <laughs> at all I don't have TikTok I pretty much delete Instagram like 90% of the time <laughs> and every once in a while I'll get it back to look at something like youth is that's when I got it back for like a week but it honestly like for like what you guys said about appearance and girls and like working out and things like that it made me feel so horrible all of the time like even just mindlessly scrolling even if they're just funny videos like I would leave Instagram like literally just feeling 10 times worse about myself so mm-hmm. I removed all of that because I just couldn't do it anymore now I have Snapchat so like people from college can kind of reach out to me because like like it's super easy just to add someone on Snapchat and things like that and just get a hold of them but yeah. I've never been a huge fan of social media because of how it just deteriorates your self-esteem. Yeah. Same for me. I deleted Snapchat, not for any of like, the body image issues, but I just didn't want to always have to be on my phone snapping people. Yeah, because but... I used to spend hours and hours on Instagram. Like, that's not good. That's yeah. really not good. Yeah. Um, so did you girls learn to just come up with healthy boundaries for social media on your own? Or do you think it was something that uh, your parents had to help you out, out with? Or who would you even turn to, to for wisdom and insight and help in terms of figuring out what healthy boundaries look like on social media? I don't know if I ever really talked to anybody about it too much. Like, I was kind of like, hey, like, what do you think about me deleting everything? Maybe a couple friends. But there is a time limit that you can do on your phone. You can put it on different apps. So I would put it on Snapchat and Instagram. I think I put it for, like, 20 or 30 minutes a day because that seems like at least a reasonable-ish time, but I really wanted to get it down to zero if I possibly could. <laughs> I know I probably need to actually do that again for YouTube because I replaced YouTube with Instagram, so now I scroll endlessly on YouTube, which is not great either. So, <laughs> yeah, you're laughing. It's a serious thing. It's like, dang, no. I just yeah. replaced it. That's the whole yeah. thing is I want to spend hours, but at least I don't leave YouTube feeling worse about myself because there's like mm-hmm. less about that. Yeah, I'm thinking about deleting all social media for college and just like... I mean, why not? Being totally fresh. Because I totally, I, I could. But, um, TikTok. <laughs> I'm so addicted. <laughs> it's bad. It's bad. I'll, I'll be, like, just doing nothing. Like, I need TikTok. I need it. <laughs> yeah. You know? 
It makes the time go by so much faster, too. It does, which is, like, bad. <laughs> it's because... say that. That's uh, fine. For me, I definitely set my own boundaries, I think. Yeah. But, like, I'll, like, I'll be on Snapchat or on, on TikTok for too long, and I'll be like, I just, I have to get up, and I have to do something. So then I'll text my friends, and then that's how I kind of, like, I don't know if that's better or healthy, but, like, if I'm, like, I'm, like, I need to get up, then I'll just get off my phone, and I'll go do something with my friends, or just... Maybe talk to my mom. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Do something other than be on my phone. Yeah. No. Good. Um, thank you for sharing. Um. So, what's your biggest excitement or expectation about college? And what's your biggest worry or concern or unknown regarding college? The next four, five, six <laughs> I can go six first because I was just talking to someone about this. Yeah. Ah, go okay. for it. Um. I think I am most nervous. For my mom, actually, because I know that she'll be really, really sad when I'm gone. And also leaving my cat. That's a really big bummer <laughs> for me because she's just my emotional support animal. I love her. Um, and I just remember seeing my mom when my brother went off to college and she was a wreck for like a whole year, like his whole freshman year. And I'm closer with my mom than my brother was. And I'm the last one. I'm the baby. So she just has... I don't know. I think it'll be hard for her. Luckily, this is definitely not a luckily, but my grandma fell a couple days ago, and so she's having some, like, shoulder problems. So my mom's been taking her to the hospital, and so she'll be occupied with that, which I think will help with the, you know, just... She'll be busy, which will be good for <laughs> her. But um, my grandma's fine. She's a strong woman. Um, and then my biggest excitement... For it is honestly probably taking classes. I'm really excited for the school part and the work part and learning more things about psychology and yeah. all that kind of stuff. So, yeah. Um, I'd say I'm probably most scared for it's just like an unknown thing to to me. Like I don't know. Like it's you're gonna be freshman all over again. Yeah, yeah. That's Great. the biggest bummer <laughs> actually. Being no. a freshman. Don't have that seniority anymore. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's just it's just a new experience. It's scary. I've never done it, and like I feel like once the first week's over, I, I'll, I'll be okay. But I'm also like, I feel like community college is different because it's not like so. Like when I transfer, I feel like I'm gonna have these these overwhelming feelings again. Like oh, and it's gonna be ten times worse because we'll be at the actual like campus. I don't know. But yeah, just definitely like doing something I've never done before and. To navigate myself by yeah. by myself. I don't know what I'm what I'm most excited for. Probably, I guess hopefully meeting new people. I guess it's not gonna be like a normal college experience with meeting new people, but I feel like I there are gonna be people in classes, so mm -hmm. hopefully I'll meet some then. <laughs> You'll meet people then. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> so the best, like my best and my worst, like really they collide together because what I'm really excited about is just being independent and doing things on my own, learning about everything that I've been wanting to learn about for years because I didn't go to Christian school so mm -hmm. we're going to do all of that. So I'm really like super thrilled about that but also on the other side like I'm also scared to be living on my own with another teenager, yay, and meeting new people like yeah that's great but it's also kind of scary because I've I mean, I spent four years building up my reputation with, like, in my church and at my school. It was like, hey, like, people know me. 
and we have good relationships. And now I'm going to a school where no one knows me. I have to start all over and be like, oh, yeah, this is Chloe. This is me all over again. And I guess being on a whole new golf team with I just played with a couple girls the other day, but they were like, yeah, like, we're 22. How old are you? And I was like, oh, my mm. gosh. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I'm not the oldest one anymore. I'm going to be the baby. And I have to, like, somehow, like, work my way to actually yeah. belong on the team. And I don't know how that's all supposed to look like. It's just like, yeah, huge on them is basically okay. that's the thing. Yeah, that'll be me with rowing. And the rowing <laughs> girls are huge. They're so tall. They're, like, I was looking at the roster on the internet, and their biggest girl is, like, 6'6 six, six or something. Thing. And I'm like, I'm close. Too. But <laughs> yeah. that's why I'll be the coxswain and not actually physically rowing. So, so how'd you pick rowing? It just um, seems like a unique. Yeah, it's actually kind of a funny story. I was looking online to see walk on policies for golf and if um, you can even walk on to the Alabama team because everyone is so good. And I thought I could probably have the scores to be like their last or like second to last golfer who just practices with them and then maybe gets better and can play with them later. But when I looked up walk-ons, there's a plane taking Um When I looked up walk-ons, it pulled up rowing's walk-ons for Alabama. And I was like, oh, well, maybe it'll have the same, you know, thing for golf. So I clicked on it and it basically said you don't need any rowing experience to walk on um if you do that's great if you don't that's fine and then another requirement was you have to be 5'8 and i was like oh <laughs> there goes that but then right beneath it it was like if you're not 5'8 we really need coxswains and i was like well here we go so and is that the one who calls out okay. yeah they basically lead the boat make sure the boat's safe um you know, they're the only ones that can see forward. Everyone's mm -hmm. facing backward. So you steer it, and you give motivation, and you make sure everyone's on time with each other and yeah. stuff like that. That's awesome. You have to let us know how that goes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really excited. I love it. Yeah. Um, okay, so now what i like to do is i like to pivot, and I'd like to talk about faith. Um, we've been talking about school up to this point. Now I'd like to talk about your faith. Tell me about your faith, and in your own words, what does your faith mean to you, and how does it play a role in your life? How has faith impacted your high school years? Has it helped, hurt, or maybe you're not sure? Maybe it's somewhere in between. Faith. Okay, I can start with this one. So faith to me is the most important thing in my life because without God, I really don't feel like I have a purpose on this earth because like he put me on this earth for a reason so I'm like okay cool like God's my person God's my reason for being here so whatever he needs that is that's everything to me and how it's impacted high school no one at my school is actually really a Christian which is really difficult like I've had like a couple Christian friends at school but they're not like super mm -hmm. into the faith and that's always been really difficult because I, I also talk about God and they'll still support me and everything, but I do get kind of like weird looks. But the people I know do know that I really care about Jesus and my faith and where I'm going with it. But I guess finding people at youth has been my, mm -hmm. like, all right, these people understand, they get it, they're going to be here to support me and actually in a biblical way, which has been great. Yeah, mm -hmm. good. Um... <laughs> to me, I think I would describe 
my faith as just my rock, you know? It's something that I always go back to if I'm struggling or somewhere. Something that I go back to if I'm having a great time and I just want to thank God. Like, it's just like a base, you know? And I think that through high school, my faith journey was very, you know, strange because I was at a Christian school and so everyone else is Christian, but the whole time I'm a very, you know, critical thinker and curious person and I felt like, it's like, what if this is just a giant cult and people, you know, <laughs> like, what if they're just trying to make me live my life? How do they want to make me live, you know? And I feel like I was just looking at it myself and coming to youth, actually, senior year, it was kind of late. Like, And everyone I talked to here was like, I was a Christian in sixth grade. I was like, it took me a while. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I feel like that really helped to meet other teenagers who also are, you know, really passionate about it. Like, you actually were, like, a really big thing for me. I haven't told you that. But just, like... Seeing someone so passionate about it themselves, I'm like, how can someone be so passionate? Like, you know, like there has to be something there. I won't cry. <laughs> <laughs> I'll cry. But yeah, I think it was just really nice for me. So is it okay to question your faith? It is. It definitely is. I'm constantly questioning it. But um, there is a point, I think, where questioning becomes you know, a blockage. If you're constantly questioning and you don't have any faith, like, you can't, con like, for me, it was a thing where no matter what anyone said, I was like, they're trying to trick me, you know? And there's a point where you just have to let go of that and be like, okay, I'm gonna, you know, have an open mind at least. Like, that's the first step is just, you know, not being so hardcore in your questioning and just doing it in the right way. Like the way you described it as like being your rock. Um, personally, for me, my faith was is just beginning in a way. Mm -hmm. I I came to youth when I was seventeen, and I we were in home groups at, at Anita's house, and I saw you and Jake. And I was like, <laughs> I have to be. I, I have to get to know these. I have to uh -huh. be friends with these girls. <laughs> and like normally for me, like doing new things, it's like really like i get such bad anxiety i was like i i, I didn't even think i could walk into her house but okay. as soon as i walked in i was like it was so weird i was like overcome with this like feeling of like this is this isn't bad and, and then and then i came back the next week and i and i was talking and i was like i would never do that it was so weird and then i had to talk talk to anita and she was like that's like that's god working in you and it was it was like this most incredible feeling i've ever felt and so Faith is definitely, like, just started for me in a way, but it's definitely already, like, such a big thing to me, and it's, like, it's so important to me, and I try to talk to God, like, every morning and just be like, this is, this is, this is what I'm thankful for, and today is this what I pray for, and it's great. I don't know. I'm just so glad I found it because it's really, like, it's my favorite thing to talk about. It's just my favorite thing to do, and Wednesdays are, were my favorite. Like, mm -hmm. I just loved it, and it definitely, like, you can just tell. Like, it's just, like, I don't know. It just, it it, it brings me a lot of serotonin, and it's just a great feeling. It's a great thing. So, so how does having a strong <clears throat> Christian, Christ-following faith, how does that intersect with being in high school, where you're surrounded, regardless of whether you go to a Christian mm -hmm. school or not, around a lot of people who they may claim to be a Christian, but by the lifestyle they're leading, 
the choices that they're making and maybe some of the things that they're offering you or tempting you with, it runs contrary to what you believe it means to be a Christ follower. How does your faith intersect with that? like you've talked to me about how it's hard with parties at Marquette and stuff like that. Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely challenging, I think, but um, especially because, like, not all my friends are, are Christians, and sure. some of them do that, and there's uh, no judgment. That's that's what they choose to do, but um, it I, I do I do get FOMO a lot. It's like if you're missing out. So, like, when they're like, mm-hmm. oh, like, come hang out with us, but they're going to a party, I'm like, eh. So, I mean, sometimes I'll go and I just won't do anything, but <clears throat> and I don't know, like, for, personally, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm really good at where I'm at with my faith, so it doesn't bother me. Sometimes I'm like, well, what if I, what if I, you know, just have one drink, and then, um, I don't know, I just feel, I would just feel so guilty afterwards, so I yeah. think that's what stops me from giving in to temptations and yeah. just feeling that way, just that yeah. guilt that I would feel, but... Well, that may be more than guilt. That may be wisdom and the Holy Spirit working in you. So. Yeah, the Holy yeah. Spirit, he's the bomb. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, with that, and the Christians who say that they're Christians but don't really live by it, I mean, I used to be really, because another thing with the faith is like, it's like super like justice, and so that used to really bother me a lot. I was like, well, you're not really following it, so you're making it <laughs> kind of like, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Making us kind of look like like these all of these things are, are okay, and the way you're treating people isn't with love, and that's not really the way. But in the end, it's not my place to judge them at all. And so instead of being like, oh well, I don't know if I really agree with you, it's like, hey, you know, what? let's continue to do this together. Like you're a Christian, then boom, like let's go to church together and let's have life, even though we may disagree about. I mean, Christians disagree about a lot of things, and, sure. but in yeah. the end. As long as we say that we love Jesus and we believe in him, that's that. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I feel like for me, faith and high school and stuff, it didn't really even intersect for me until senior year because I wasn't a full Christian until senior year, really. I knew tons about the faith because I'd been going to church and been, you know, going to a Christian high school for ever. I went to a Christian elementary school. I, you know, so I knew a lot about it, but I didn't have any of those really like moral convictions of being like, I need to live this way because, you know, God's telling me to, or, you know, like that. I do think that God <laughs> was trying to protect me even while I didn't want, you know, that, and that you say, you have friends that go to parties and they invite you to go to parties. I had a lot of friends that were partiers in early high school, but I just either wasn't really invited to a lot, or every single time there was a party that I was invited to, I had something important going on. And so I've never <laughs> been to a high school party with any temptations. <laughs> and so I feel like during those years where I would have gone, you know, I didn't. Yeah. for various reasons and yeah. so I think that was protection that I didn't know was protection then I believe it I believe it too that it's protection yeah um, let's face it I mean God loves each one of us way more than any of us have any type of comprehension and regardless of whether we're well in spite of the fact that we're not perfect he's still loving us trying to call, call us draw us near to him and so I firmly believe that 
you know, God's looking out for you, watching out for you, trying to protect you. Um, <clears throat> so how has being part of a youth group and being part of a healthy church impacted your high school journey? And who's your biggest spiritual mentor, spiritual encourager, or spiritual cheerleader in your life these days? Anybody want to take a stand? <laughs> You know, yeah. Uh, having a really healthy church like The Crossing in my life, and I've been to several different churches, and I thought that they were healthy at the time, but seeing how here it's like love people first, everything else is second, that has been such a game changer. This place is literally home, and now that I kind of work here, like being here like 20 hours a week has it just gives me life. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> Everyone that's awesome. around is. That's a great testimony. And yeah, and like youth, having friends that really care. Like, and when you go to college, you kind of think about like who you're leaving behind. You're like, okay, cool. I don't really care about this person as much anymore. Like, like they'll move on. I'll move on. But everyone at youth, I don't want to let go of, and I refuse to let go of. So, you're welcome, guys. <laughs> yeah, I'm not letting y'all go. But what was your oh, the biggest spiritual encourager? Honestly. Um, I would say my friends from youth, even though the leaders are, of course, there for me and really encourage me. It's always been, it's been like people like y'all and Jaden and Caitlin, who is a leader, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. cool. Any thoughts, Ellie? Um, I think a strong Christian community or church or youth group is really important. Uh, I grew up in a very conservative, small church, and they didn't really preach the love first aspect of Christianity. And uh, there's just a lot of judgment, I think, and a lot of, you know, fear with the church I went to. And so a lot of that, you know, made me think, like, why would I want to follow God that's so hateful or so hard? Like, why would I even follow a God like that? And so I think, and I'd been to tons of youth groups, and it always kind of felt to me like they're trying to draw me in. Like, they're, you know, it was very skeptical. Back to your analytical, exactly. skeptical questioning I'm like, mind. they're saying good. all this that's stuff, good. but do they really mean it, you know? <laughs> And then I started dating Canon. He's like, come to my youth group. And I was like, sure, I'll get to spend more time with you. I'll come once or whatever. And I loved it. And um, I met all of you guys, and you guys were, like, very genuine. Like, I could tell it was very genuine instead of something that you had to do or something that you were there because you were afraid that you'd go to hell if you didn't go. Like, <laughs> you know, it was just very genuine and lots of love. And so I liked that. It was very important. And then, oh, biggest mentor is probably just friends at youth, I think. Um, I think it's really important to have a good, like, youth and church. Um, for me, I think a lot of the reason why I started my faith so late in my life is because I was scared of, of judgment. Like, I was always so drawn to, like, church and God, and but I didn't know anything. And it, my parents don't, you know, they don't go to church. They don't, they don't read the Bible. So for me, it was like, I have to do it on my own. And I was just so always so scared and I mean coming here and like going to home groups and just being welcomed so fast it was it was like it was it was like I want I wanted to come back it wasn't like I mm -hmm. had to so that it's I can say it's really important I think if if it was this was a bad experience I'm not sure if I would have 
continued. So, sure. mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and I would say my the biggest supporter, mentor, pourer in her mm-hmm. is probably Anita. Um, she's just always day like day one, just like when I had a problem, like I would talk to her and she just always knows what to say. And I just, I just love her to death. And she's definitely a big part of my journey. So it's good. It's a gift having people like you all available for each other and group leaders like Anita available to, to love on you girls and help pour into you and speak wisdom and truth and encouragement. That's good. Um, Okay, so if there were one thing that you could change or tweak or improve upon, what would that be? It could be high school related, it could be self related, it could be like taking different classes, you wish you'd pick different friends, <laughs> maybe a better balance in life between everything that's important, maybe working on communication skills, or maybe even trying things that you were originally afraid to try. Any thoughts? Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I've always been one of those people where when they ask if you could go back and do something differently, what would you do differently? I'm always like nothing because it's been how, you know, God's planned it to be. And like everything that I look back on happened, I can see now for a reason, but then I didn't know what it was for. And so I feel like if I went back and changed anything. It could set me on a completely different path that isn't meant for me. Um, I don't know. I've always thought that I probably did, like, I stressed so much over school, and I think I could have let myself stress less. Something that I would probably change. Um, If I could change anything at the current moment, it would be getting rid of TikTok. Ah, There you go. (laughs) I need to do it. (laughs) That's it. You would like do it. that right now if you would prefer. Right. Yeah. These girls will hold you accountable. Text you, is it still gone? I'm like, of course. <laughs> sure. She's like, yeah. All right. Um, I think I've, I guess, two. I think one would be stop being so scared to do things and just do it. Because when I'm not scared and I just do things, they always turn out. I mean, good or bad, like, they always work out and at the other day it's not you know I'm still here so I also think just like I just think like I would always go to school and be like oh that's school but now we're going to college and I would give anything just to have one more day in high school with all my friends and just I just feel like it's it's so easy now looking back on it and we're about to be adults it's crazy to me I could go back, and I'm kind of with Ellie with like the everything happens mm-hmm. and God sure. can use it for your good. Yeah. But if I could really go back, I would start counseling way sooner. That's I'm talking cool. like I didn't even think of that fifth grade. <laughs> like just, I mean, as for any person, especially if you have like divorced parents, like like absolutely, just go to count even in general with life. Like how to learn and process emotions is such a mm-hmm. really important life skill. And if I had just started that earlier. That, that just would have been nice. Yeah. And then now, you, your addiction is TikTok. My addiction <laughs> is food. Whenever I'm upset, it's straight. Like, if you give me a whole bag of, like, Doritos, I will eat the whole thing. And I'm, like, getting better because I have, like, candy in my room, and it's not, like, 100% gone. But, like, <laughs> like usually if you, like, you don't know how much that you're eating, and you just keep going, like, I am that person. 
And all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, I have a stomach ache afterwards. And I feel really bad about myself. I'm like, dang, why did you do that? <laughs> so it's just like a work in progress with like not making that my, okay, I'm upset or I'm yay, I'm happy. Now I'm more for like, I make every excuse I possibly can. Yeah. That's just not great. That's funny. <laughs> it is. But yeah. Okay, so as things begin to wind down, is there any advice that you'd like to share with our listeners about high school? Or your current season of life what sort of advice would you offer I would, i'm gonna say it again i would say just enjoy high school like definitely like do your work and do that but make time for your friends and just don't dread it every day because because college is you know approaching and all my friends are going to college and leaving me and it's definitely it's gonna suck so just just enjoy the time you have with them and then just enjoy high school. Mine would be, and it's of course faith related, but making God your person. It changed everything for me. It continues to change everything for me. And it's not just like, oh, God's my person, cool, move on. But it's like an everyday constant surrender to what he has for you. And just talking to him always makes me feel better. Yeah, I think... If I were to give advice to someone similar to me when I was younger, uh, not everyone has the same problem, but probably the one of the bigger changes in my faith journey is I would see, you know, other people with the like fire of God in their hearts and like their passion for them. And I didn't feel that ever, and I wanted that, and so I started praying for it, and it, you know, it came, and so I think probably. If you struggle with that, you know, even if you find praying to be a chore because you don't have the fire of God, like, just pray for it. You're like, I really want this. And, like, if you pray for it, God will give it to you, you know. He doesn't want to withhold that passion from you. Amen. So last question. What would you like to say to the people who have supported you and encouraged you the most during your high school years people who love you the most what would you like to say to them <laughs> thanks for sticking with yeah, me you did not have to <laughs> i am a stubborn person it can be fun to be around sometimes but i also can be very moody and i would not want to deal with me 24 7 so like my parents obviously are just incredible people and friends like you guys thanks for always being here just like there was it's a completely selfless thing to do to like, care for someone and continue mm -hmm. to pour into them. And so thanks for just being selfless because <laughs> goodness gracious, I appreciate it. Yeah, I'd probably say the same exact thing. same thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Thanks, I know it's a challenge, but <laughs> I just did it. Thanks. Yeah. Good. When you pour into people, you change lives. Mm -hmm. Sure do. Every sure time. do. Mm -hmm. Let me close this in prayer real quick. Um, Lauren, thank you so much for these three young ladies. Um, I admire and respect them, and it's, uh, I've had the honor and privilege this year of uh, getting to know each one of them a little bit better. I pray that you continue to look over them, to guard them, protect them, provide them with wisdom and discernment, but first and foremost, help them to sense just how much you love them. It's a life-changing, eternity-changing love. Let that be what fuels them throughout life. We pray all this in the powerful and saving name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. All right, girls, I want to thank you again for showing up and being part of this. I really appreciate it. Um, to all my listeners out in Podville, 
Thank you very much for listening. I appreciate each and every one of you. To a special friend of mine, I love you dearly. To all our other listeners, thank you again. This has been another episode of Real Friends. That's it. Awesome. First ever podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.